You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Oh. terrible. There's no need for any kind of that stuff at all. No room in this, in this country for that kind of behavior. Boy, John, that just makes you sick, doesn't it? 14 seconds left. The crowd reacting. And, and these officials really need to get off the field. And you know what? The fans got to stop throwing crap. We just saw a guy get hit in the head and he's down, split his head wide open. The fans have got to control themselves. People are getting hurt. Live from the world-famous Laugh Factory on the Sunset Strip, this is the Fanatics Podcast mm. with your host, Sean Joshi. Oh yeah, that's right. It's time for a new game of Mexican porn stars or MLS players. Are you guys excited with today's contestants? Fabrizio Capano and the great Bob Zaney, Thank who is you. here visiting us today. How are you doing, Baba? I- I'm doing great. Thank you for letting me come here early to watch you do 30 minutes of show prep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most exciting part of the show, Bob. It's it really isn't. It and uh, you're very you're not a very professional guy. It's Tommy who's keeping this show together. Shit, Thank Tommy God he- keeping the show together? Are Thank you kidding God me? He's, he's in the other room. Tommy's- you know, the sad thing is Fabrizio Tommy. actually flew in from Chile to be here today. Just to do this. To do this little shithole yeah, show exactly. here. Exactly. My showbers waited outside to leave. So Thank you, Bob. Thank you for being time. here. I can see how excited you are, man. No, you know what? I want to say this, okay? Yeah. It's going to get rough in here, okay? <laughs> but you know I like you tremendously, and you're a very funny guy. Thank you. And I wish you the best. Fabrizio, I don't know you that well. But we're going to be friends. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, and I don't care for Tommy either, so let's don't make it the race card shit. Anyway, the point is it's— uh, Well, you're I'm, a minority in this room right now, Bob. It does, I'm a minority in Los Angeles, you're too, by the way. You're a minority in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's true. It doesn't really matter I remember the first time I came I here. I treat people as people— and then the, whatever they are is, is extra. How's that? No, I, I... You judge a man by their character. Yeah. I treat a man based solely on his race. That's of it. Of course you that's, do. That's I, think I, I, I treat people based on their Twitter followers. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. uh, how many 20... Yeah. Now, how many do you have? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. But I have enough. Uh, that's not be, good. That's not good. good. That's not good. Yeah, if yeah. You, yeah. you would know. I mean, it is... I check. got about 22,000. 22,000. Yeah. Uh-oh, we're measuring dick size here. Okay. That's right. It's the new social media. Can you media. read that number? I'm not good in numbers. Are you, are you sure you want me to read the number? Yeah, yeah I know he has a lot. 534,000 and 70,000. How many is he following? How many are you following? What's your uh, ratio? Four, 4K. It's a good ratio. You're, oh, you're, nah, I'm only following about 600. See, oh, the yeah, competition that's, that's has already No, but that's how yeah, it's yeah, done. Yeah. Hey, yeah, look, yeah. I'm the old guy in the room. I shouldn't know any of that. <laughs> the real you know, famous people, like, I don't know, Lady Gaga, yeah. full of zero. Like, you see their account oh, is zero. You know what zero. the best one is? Yeah. The Dalai Lama has, like, 22 million followers, follows no one, because he's the Dalai Lama. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> Think about that. He doesn't answer to God anymore. Well, have you seen Jesus's? He only has 12 followers. Oh, well, uh, thank you. Thank you. And one of them you can't trust. <laughs> or was yes. that 13 he blocked that guy no that was Judas Judas was, was part Judas. of the original there were, 12 there were two Judas by the way like what people do you mean just there remember two the other, in, in the like the 12 guys there was yeah. Julius Iscariot and the other Judas there was two Judases yeah yeah Bob is a white man have you heard about the second Judas well no you know he may be right but you know here's the most interesting thing uh, what happened was here are the most overheard comments at the last supper yeah no not fish again <laughs> <laughs> and here was my favorite. This this wine seems a little watered down. 
It is a great honor to have Bob Zaney here. If you don't know Bob, Bob is one of America's great working comedians. And thank you for the water, thank Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. Finally. Thank you, Adam Sandler. Way not to interrupt the, the water show. water boy just showed up. How about that? One of America's great comedians. I've been listening to you. Uh, Bob for years ever since I was a wee little lass a wee little Indian in Indiana growing up listening to the Bob and Tom show where the great Bob Zaney would come on how you doing today Bob? I'm doing great thank you for having me on the show and what a joy to be here in the Laugh Factory closet in the Laugh Factory closet now me and Bob have been it's working it's a nice closet isn't it, for it's, it is it's I mean, good yeah I mean this is kind of like a mansion in your country this isn't is the it? place they used to do coke <laughs> you know like in, in they used place. to <laughs> I mean yeah why he hasn't left his closet in three years <laughs> you should have been here the third 30 minutes prior to the pre-show yeah, setup, Bob. Yeah, it's my business. That was the real fun. Homie, you know, don't play that game, okay? Yeah, we're here you in the podcast room where I guess Woody Allen is now uh, so oh, yeah. the scarlet letter So, treatment. Tommy, is this water like an IQ test? Oh, I'd have figured open it up. Tommy, you did this? It was you? You Bob, did this you have after it? reading I didn't the news? do that. That was uh, one of the other podcasts. I can't remember. Agua. Agua, yeah. Great. Oh, that was really Poquito, showing uh, your <laughs> showing your skills there. If it was, if wow. it was Caliente. Agua Fria. Oh, but it's Fria, yeah. Fria, nice. baby. I can play the it's game. So now, Bobby, how <laughs> long How long have you been in comedy? How long have you been doing this? I started when I was, uh, uh, actually, I the first thing I ever did, I was 16 years old on the Gong Show with Chuck Barris in 1977. You were on the Gong Show in but, 1977. But I count. Did you do stand-up on the Gong I, Show? Of course I did. Yeah. Because I had the dream. Yeah. You but didn't do I like start, a hula hoop dance No, I didn't do that. No, I, I actually auditioned twice. And if if we for people who aren't familiar with the Gong Show, how Fabrizio would you describe how would you describe it. the Gong Show? I know about the Gong Show. show. But yeah, the original the one in what? 1970? Yeah, yeah, of course. You can google it. It's actually in my documentary Close but No Cigar that's the opening salvo is me walking. And right. I, when I watch it now it's surreal. It's kind of like was that me? How'd, Did how'd that you really do, happen? How'd you do on your first time? Well, on the Gong uh, show? I first time I ever performed in front of a live audience. By the way, I want to point out I auditioned when I was 15, so I count going into show business at 15. Right. That's right. part of the process. Oh yeah. Uh, three auditions before they said yeah, and then I just turned sixteen. You got to audition for the Gong Show. I figured yeah. that was a pretty First much show you go down, and get them. We went to this old burnt out restaurant in Hollywood somewhere, and they would videotape you. And the videotape machine was as big as this room back then. <laughs> and then they, if they liked you, that you have to come in and, and be in front of some of the producers. Yeah. And if they liked you again, you go to the full producers, and they tell you yay or nay. Yeah. And so, what year was that? Seventy seven. How long have you been? How long did you have to do when you went on? Oh, it was less than uh, two minutes, but. And has your, act, never, has your act changed much since 1970? No, it's the same act. And I, <laughs> what I've done is I've polished it to the point where it's just it's perfection. No, yeah, of, of course. course it's changed. But, you know, you listen to the jokes I do. I was reading them off a piece of paper. So I was the first alternative comedian, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But um, You're so alt. He's such an alt comic. Martin. I was I was always ahead of my time. Yeah. But I was pulled off stage by a man dressed like a nun with a big net. <laughs> that was my introduction to show business. He had a mustache and everything. Right. And uh, so I got paid one hundred and twenty-five dollars and ninety-eight cents and a waffle iron. That's like three thousand dollars in nineteen seventies. Well, that was a lot of money. Yeah. For a kid and a waffle iron. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but my parents were pissed because we were a pancake family. But look, here's the point. <laughs> but uh, so I did that. But I also auditioned twice after that. And this, I, I can't believe I didn't get on the show. Right. I was the unknown comics half brother. Do you know who that is, Freebies? No, 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 no. I don't know. The paper comic. bag over his head. Okay. Okay. He was the unknown. Oh comic. yeah, I remember Very that. Very yeah, yeah. popular. Yeah. Murray Langston, yeah, yeah, dear yeah. friend of mine. We started a movie together. Nothing yeah. about that. Anyway, the point is, I had a paper bag over my body. It was just my head exposed, <laughs> and I was his half brother. 
Now, this is not bad for a kid to come up with that. No. And I had a series of one-liners. I pulled out my bicycle chain. I said, I'm a chain smoker. You know, just silly stuff. Right, right, right. Didn't get on the show. You, and you didn't get it. So, what, I, so you started doing when you were 16 on the gong show. How long did it take you to break? What was your first breakthrough after that then? Well, then after I started doing talent contests in West Covina where I grew up. Yeah. And then... Uh, are you checking your Twitter followers for BZR? I was checking pictures anyway, of the Gunk Show. Okay, actually, go ahead, Google it. And uh, this is very exciting. And I'm right here, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I started going to the comedy store right out of high school when I was 17. Right. And I started doing the open mic night. That was like four months after the comedy store strike. Just right. put in historic perspective. And if I were to play this, could you identify this material for us? Sure. Go ahead. How y'all doing tonight? Pretty good. My name is Bob Zaney, and I know what you're saying is that my real name, and of course it isn't. My real name is Bud Friedman Jr. <laughs> Do you know what that is from? Evening you... Improv. Yes. It had to be, because Bud was off the, the side. Yeah. yeah. Was that I, your first television break? No, no, I did a whole bunch of TV. Yeah, I mean, that. you did you did a bunch of Tonight Show and I did and, the Late Show, which was the Joan Rivers show with Art. I did Arsenio Hall's very first Late Show. Yeah, where they didn't think it was going to take off, yeah. so they signed him for thirteen weeks, and then all of a sudden he's a big star. And he told me he said they would call me up at home and say ten million dollars, and Arsenio would have to hang up the phone. He said, no, I can't. He ended up making 30 a year. That's so crazy. I'm amazed. But he, they didn't think it was going to take off, so I, I did those. But I did a lot of the shows. In the evening improv, I did seven of those. Yeah. And uh, fact, what was, Dave, what was your, Dave Chappelle, this, i got to tell the story because yeah. I didn't know this. I forgot. He did his first TV show as an evening improv. I was on, and I, I guess I was a special guest star. Sure. And I, only, I have all of them on videotape except that one. I just have my set, so I never really – knew this yeah he said bob you know who was in the audience he said who oj and nicole are you kidding and me? nicole wow yeah and and you know bud bud would so sit next that to him did you, his ass. did you did you kill it was you i'm just saying <laughs> if it doesn't fit you must acquit <laughs> that's amazing what was your favorite of those late night shows to do uh, the Which late show was fun because I didn't even have to run a set by anybody. Who was the host at the time? The Arsenio. I also did with Paul Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. One I did with Paul Rodriguez. This is interesting as a stand-up. You guys will love this. So I, uh, I'm on stage and it's live to New York. That's what they were doing. Right. So we're we're filming in L.A., but it's live to New York. Three minutes into my set, you know, it's I thought it's going well. All of a sudden, the house lights come up. Now, yeah. what would you guys think if that happened to you? Yeah, just finish. Like the, yeah, get the hell out of there. Show's right? over. And so I turned to Paul. I said, Paul, what the hell's going on? He said, oh, keep going, keep going. So I do my set. It went great. And I did panel. It went great, whatever. Afterwards, I said, why would you guys turn the house lights on? He says, oh, you're getting so many laughs. We want to get audience response. <laughs> <laughs> this was on live. Yeah. You know, that's, I, just, that's just of somebody not knowing anything about no, comedy. Yeah. No, we wanted to get audience response. Yeah. I did uh, America's Funniest People. They would have a stand-up come on every week. America's Funniest Home Videos? or No, uh, Dave Coulier hosted The Funniest People. Oh, I don't. Re I remember Home Videos with Bob Saget doing his yeah, voices. They, well, that was a sideshow. That was or the next I call one it over. Pre-YouTube. Pre Pre-YouTube. You know? yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was YouTube before YouTube, America's Funniest Home It was a lot of work because they yeah. would send in tapes, you know, videotapes. In fact, I did. You know what those are, Tommy? Videotapes? Yes, he does. He's from Ashland, <laughs> I've North seen Carolina. pictures. 
You've seen pictures. This is I. Here's a great story. I was doing Star Search, and yeah. uh, I got into the semifinals, and so they're walking me around the office. You know, I'm one of the gang, whatever. Right. In fact, the joke was now. Someone said, "Now you're, you're a member of the Star Search family," and I said, "I guess we know who the drunken uncle is." <laughs> Which was Ed McMahon. Ed anyway. McMahon. You know who Ed McMahon is, Tommy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stop pretending, Tommy. <laughs> I'm so, from another country and I know these people. You do know these people. Yeah, of, course. of course. Fabrizio's a student. Of by, by the way, Jerry Lewis Telethon probably played. Did you ever see the Jerry Lewis Telethon in Chile? Did you Chile? get the Jerry no. Lewis Telethon no. in Chile? Okay. Oh, of course the Jerry Lewis Telethon. We have our own. With the, you know Don Francisco? Uh, <laughs> he copied the Telethon and this his own Telethon. Sabago Gigante, baby. Uh, yeah, that guy. Okay, I know that you guy. Know, you know Don Francisco? Yes, I, uh, he was part of the Telethon and I, in fact, introduced him once. He I can't tell if you're bullshitting right now. Chile for many years. Uh, like last week, it was the last one. Like yeah. they keep doing it. They keep yeah. doing yeah. a telethon every well, they year. Did, they, oh, nice. I, I'm part of that. I, I also like help okay. that thing. I'm go. a real person, Bob. Bob. I, I mean, I know I'm Fabrizio's like, I'm a real America, person. But I, I know some stuff. You know, you're, I mean, I'm being around. You're not like a fabric deodorant. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a real person. Okay. He's a very real person. He's so a real I, life boy. I'm in. So I'm in. Uh, <laughs> in the Star Search offices. Yeah. They open this door. And literally stacks and stacks of videotapes of people. Oh submitting my God, that's can, be I, can I say brutal. something amazing about the Jerry Lewis telephone? I just yeah. remember this video that I saw like two weeks ago. It's Jerry Lewis, like 3 a.m. in the morning during the telethon. And he's like, okay, guys, I don't know, like, like turn, turn off the teleprompter. I'm going to say something for real. Uh, every, every week in the port of Miami, like this amount of cocaine arrived in the U.S., <laughs> just give some, like, give some money. Of the, like, and he started asking money to like drug dealers. And like to the Teleton. <laughs> oh, like really? A, you have to watch that video. It's what like year a, was it? I think you like know? 76 See if you can find it, Tommy. I, I can oh, send you the link. It it's amazing because he'll go off script to ask money from like mobsters. So and he's like dealers. saying like to like ass watch your guilt, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I don't care about your business. You're, if you can make a kid smile, like do it. Just give us some money. Like, yeah, I'll tell you going. what. Like, you I know, think that cocaine helps make a kid smile. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> I love Jerry Lewis. Like, you know, uh, if you go back and you watch the original Nutty Professor, it is so funny. Those guys are so skilled and talented. Did you ever meet Jerry Lewis when you were doing those those things over there? You mean the Jerry Lewis telethon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. I did it 17 years. I kind of met him. <laughs> you kind of met him. <laughs> he was there. I, co- I co-hosted the telethon for like eight of them. That's so amazing. What were your experiences I, with Jerry Lewis? Jerry, uh, very limited, but I, I, I was doing the warm-up for the Emmys one year. Yeah. And Jerry's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, so we sat in the green room for like an hour at the Emmys. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he, I wish I could have recorded it. He was so nice to me because he really thought I was funny and got what I... I wouldn't have done it for 17 years if he doesn't think you're funny. Yeah. But I kept my distance, too. Yeah, so what, I didn't got too close. What started you out in comedy? What, why did you want to do the stand-up? Well, my dad was a house painter, and my mom cleaned the houses. So I thought maybe a different direction. It's <laughs> yeah, not working. It's not no, working. Yeah. Working you class family, you know, that white privilege happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could have been like Picasso or Mogliani or something, but you decided no, to but go my to stand-up comedy. I got I to gotta circle back to the gong show because you yeah. guys will appreciate this. I don't know how you, how you are with your fathers. Right. but So my dad had to drive me to the gong show since I was a minor. And he was goofing around in the lobby, right? And the security guard said, you should be on the show. The security guard walks him in, auditions him. He gets the day and nighttime version. <laughs> that was my father always competing with me. Yeah. Damn and it. then one of the episodes, J.P. Morgan, who was, you know, the, one of the judges. Right. Gonged him, and he flipped her off. J.P. Morgan, the banker, was one of the yes. judges? And then Chase came in, and then Citibank. 
<laughs> I love this old old thing about um, like I don't know. I remember watching yeah. game shows where like Dali was one of the contestants. Yeah, and I was like what the hell? Because TV was a smaller place, and I think it was more. There was more. Um, Pearl Bailey there was, was a judge on the Gong Show with me. I think there was more safeguarding of TV. You had to be more of like the public intel intelligentsia class. You had to actually have something to go on to be on TV back in the day when there was only well, three channels. Yeah, because yeah. there was that. You know, I think if it wasn't for like, you know, other networks opening up when I, in the eighties and of course cable, I, I wouldn't yeah. have had a career. I had to do those. And then I finally was doing network. And then you got into network yeah. after that. So it's, the but you've done team, some really. great stuff. You did Joe dirt, the man number Joe one. Dirt. Yes. And you in did. fact, if you go to my Instagram account, there's a picture of David Spade and I in Lake Tahoe about four or five months ago. Yeah. And, and we talked all things, Joe dirt. I said, you know, in the Midwest, That's like the Bible to them. Oh, it is. And, and he said, I know. I know. <laughs> like Lebowski is out here, like Joe yeah. Dirt in the middle. So you also did the informant with the Matt Damons. The Matt Damons. The yeah. Matt Damons. That was a great experience. Nice. All my scenes were with Matt. So, and we sat, uh, one of the scenes was in the office. So it was just him and I because they were filming from outside the window. Yeah, yeah. Steven yeah. Soderbergh's the director of it. Yeah. And I gave Matt an the idea. Great Soderbergh. Yeah. I gave him an idea for. Because he he's an informant, so he's telling yeah. me his top secret crap yeah, it's that a great no one's movie, supposed to hear. If you haven't seen so it. So he's closing these blinds in the office, and then there's the door, and then they have that little decorative blind that's like an inch. Right. I said, wouldn't it be funny if you closed that one too? Because you couldn't see in. Yeah. And so he opens the door and says, hey, Steve, Bob had a great idea. So I'm sitting there going, is he setting me up for a fucking fall? <laughs> he wasn't. So they filmed that too, but it didn't make You should have gotten a co-directing credit on that shit, yeah. right? He was Soderbergh stealing your material. Uh, you know what? Uh, I it was. I just got a Soderbergh's check. For, I still act, got a man. check. Okay, I'm getting a check still. Uh, and thank Matt Damon every day. You also worked for the Rams last yeah. year. What were your experiences with the Los Angeles? Well, Rams? I did it with uh, our friend Teron. And, yeah, uh, T. Yeah, and the big T. And if you forget his name, just look at That's his hat. That's what the hip kids call him, T. <laughs> just look at his hat. Tehran does always wear his Tehran hat. Here's He's branding, Bob. You know Tehran, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Here's the funny thing about Tehran. When I auditioned for Mitzi Short, the comedy store, like 1983, 84, yeah, yeah. after my set, she said, You should wear a hat that says zany. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, it's a great idea, and I never did it. So. That's hilarious. I heard Jackson Purdue told me once that Mitzi told him that he should think of the color blue on stage. That was her advice to him when he yeah. got off. He should think of the color oh, blue. Oh, that's what I do all the time. <laughs> you think of the color yeah. blue, right? It's just yeah. color blue. I, I'm a little more progressive. I go with the rainbow, and uh, <laughs> that's just how I roll. But, uh, no, and another time she said to me, which was really demeaning if you think about it, right. because she is Jewish. Uh, or was Jewish, and she's no longer with uh, us. You, you, she, you know, it's always good when sentences start like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Was, you know they're going to end in a good place. Is coming. You're going to love this. She <laughs> said to me, you, Bob, you have no chutzpah. Okay, that's Yiddish. Yeah. That means I didn't have... What do you mean? I'm fucking on the stage. How do I not have chutzpah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mitzi. And then the best story is she wouldn't let me work well, at the, doing something. You got her back. She's dead now, so what can she say? Yeah. You know what I mean? See, this, life, this she's not. evil Indiana guy <laughs> comes out. Who won? This evil Indiana guy comes out that just wants to hurt everybody. Speaking of evil and speaking of hurting, Bob, my favorite moment of the NFL this last week was courtesy of the Los Angeles Rams. I love when players get into, like, fights with the fans because that's when shit gets real. Because everyone talks shit until the 6'5 dude is, like, in their face. Here's Marcus Peters going after a heckler. Have you ever wanted to do this to a heckler? Is there someone heckling him on the sidelines? This was Marcus Peters' response. 
Now, I think I saw you do that to a heckler last week in Long Beach, didn't you, Bob? Well, I ask them where they're from and maybe what they do for a living. I mean, this is a very nice, like, where are you from? Like, what, what, what is this? I, I didn't understand the audio. Like, what, what's going on there? He say, where are you from? Where are you from? You're not from a real place. The guy says oh. he's, like, from Wisconsin or something. And then he calls him a square-ass N-word. Really? Yeah. I didn't, that. I, I didn't hear that. You didn't hear that? Yeah. I love that, man. Like, remember when Ron Artest went up into the stands and just started taking swings at guys? Well, you know, that it happens, but that, you know, there's an interesting thing that we do. It's called being a professional and going up to the line, but not crossing the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's that famous story. I'm a famous clip of a comic on stage and someone attacks him with his own guitar. You know? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, that's crossing the line. Exactly. You know, and it's like the thing that the famous incident that happened here with Michael Richards and the guy in the balcony. Well, Michael Richards is a funny guy, but he's a performance artist. He's not a true stand up. He's not a he's not a stand up. A stand up knows how you navigate those those waters. Well, you were very good at the crowd work. You know, uh the manager of the uh Laugh Factory Las Vegas actually, after complimenting my crowd work, said the best I've ever seen <laughs> at crowd work is Bob Zaney. Yeah. Bob Zaney is the best. It only took That's me 41 years. <laughs> you know, it's, well, it's all yeah. work. It makes know? sense. A lot of great credits for Bob Zaney, but perhaps my favorite was Bob and Tom. What, tell us a little bit about the Bob and Tom years. How'd you get started with Bobby and Tommy? Well, they're, they're a nationally syndicated radio show okay. uh, for Brizio, so that's yeah. to give you an idea. But the, initially in 1984, before any of you were born. I was born in 1984. Oh, you were? I will have you now. Okay, well, they weren't. <laughs> yes. I'm doing the math. He's 29 going on 30. They're right. 24 over there going on 21. Look at how fucking <laughs> young Tommy hey, he's, he's, he's younger. He's, he's regressing. He's younger. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it takes his toll. This he's doing bills, a great job, Tommy, by the way. I really Whole love Foods? this sneeze guard they put Look in. Look at the way. <laughs> what is he got? He got the HIV? What's going on with this I thing? I love the Look idea. The like, way he's it, behind that. Like, you know, he can't cross that. Like, he's in quarantine. We keep him in quarantine. Tom, we're a big radio show in Indianapolis. Right. And the first time I did their show was 1984. They okay. were just on there. And they liked me so much. I was back in 1994. <laughs> right. And then I started being a guest. And then I was doing the Zany Report, which is my take on the news on radio stations all over the country. I've been doing it since the early 80s on KLOS here in Los Angeles. Right. And I said, well, let me do the Zany Report in We're, 1997. Right. And the rest is history. I and ended up doing it every history. week for about 18 years. You're still, exactly. you're still doing it? Like, still? I, I, when I go in studio, but I, I call into 25 other stations across the country on nice. Tuesdays. And Fabrizio, you know, every morning at 6.30 in the morning before we went to school, we used to drive around, smoke weed, and listen to Bob Zany on the Zany Report. You and did. now, here is Bob Zany live in studio. Just about to give us the Zany Report. I will do the Zany Report, but a couple quick things. I was yes. just in uh, Marco Island, Florida. Sure. And uh, actually it was Naples, but it sounds better because it's, it's rich here. Yeah, Marco but Island, Florida. Doing morning radio. Like, we know what that's yeah. like. It's, right. it's 6 a.m. Some guy had to let yuck, us in. Yuck, radio. Yeah, I said, sir, can you let me in? He says, I know that voice. You're Bob Zany. I said, yeah. Right. I said, it's great to put a disappointment with a face, isn't it? <laughs> But, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, the radio is uh, its a great medium, but it, that's all changing, too. Yes, it is. Radio is completely dying. changing. It's dying a little Everything bit. Everything is dying. It is. It's all dying, but it's all because changing. It's all being oh, reborn. What? 
I, I'm Do you need one. some intro music? We have some intro music ready Go for ahead. you. Go ahead. I thought, because. All right, here is. You did about your, an hour and a half of show prep, I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> here is your Bob Zadie, Zadie Report intro music. Bum, 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 bum. Are we playing that porn star or soccer player thing yet? We are. We okay. will. We are. Thank you for the intro. <laughs> First up, 58 uh, prison inmates are suing Iowa state officials claiming they're denied their constitutional right to pornography. Yeah, I think that's the 69th Amendment. Boom. Lexington, Kentucky, a police horse got stuck in a manhole. Turns out the horse and the man met on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tommy I got some good news and I got some bad news. <laughs> Here's the good news. A homeless man in Washington state found a bag of money with 17 K outside a food bank and he turned it in. That's the good news. Great. News. Bad news is this is why he's homeless. <laughs> I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. Hey, in New York, uh, police say a man is robbing banks, demanding cash with notes, scribble on DVD cases of HBO's the wire. Hey, who says DVDs are obsolete? <laughs> Sandwich, Illinois. 11-year-old boy is expected to make a full recovery after he put his tongue on a frozen pole. To make matters worse, his mom, a pole dancer, was also rushed to the hospital. Tommy, I didn't know you were going to be in the Zadie Report. Oh, come on, Tommy. Is mom a pole dancer? Uh, not that I know of. Yeah, maybe she likes Polish guys. <laughs> and finally, it's time for the Zadie Report time capsule. This is where we travel back in time. <laughs> And this is from May 25th, 1999. Wow. You were like two? Uh, 99, yes. Yeah. I was born in 89. Yeah. Well, then you were 10. (laughs) Actress Cameron Manheim has a new book out called Wake Up, I'm Fat, celebrating the fact she's overweight. Alternative titles considered, I'm sleeping in, I'm fat. Men are from Mars, I'm as big as Venus. My ass could feed a nation because I'm really, really fat. Fat Tuesday, I'm fat 24-7. Baby. Baby, that is the Zany Report. Oh, yeah. Play us out, Tommy. Time traveling. Thank you. Wow. Boy, I, totally I, it. Can, can you I take him pr- on the road with me? Because <laughs> <laughs> I like to work places where I can put him outside the door. Can you believe the mic. production value we have on this it show? Was, it was amazing. He came all the way from North Carolina to do that. Just shit. to do that. <laughs> right? And now he's going back. I did lie, though. That's a funny joke, by It's the way. a great 20, joke. Uh, fat Tuesday. I'm fat 24-7. It's a great That's joke. That's a good joke. It's a great joke. Solid but I bit. lied. Is it solid, would you say, mm-hmm. in Chile? I lied I about I think in our country, yeah, it should be like, now, the government should now, say, yes, yeah, solid. Is English a second language there? <laughs> no. No? no? We don't have a second language. You don't? We so it's all, it's all Espanol. We just all talk Spanish. But, like, Chilean Spanish is really weird. It's like the Australian. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. For American dialect. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, of course. Now, would Why you not? ever want to do shows in Chile, Bob? <laughs> huh? Would I would, I, I've done uh, nine countries now. I, I wouldn't mind. I'm sure there's an the English-speaking what's population the sh- oh, yeah. there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Neil what's Brennan the- was there, and uh, we put a show for him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, nice. yeah. What's the shittiest country you've ever been to, Bob? <laughs> oh, let's not bring up Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wrong to bring up Canada. By the way, my new CD, Unplugged and Plugged Up, baby, live I from Las Vegas. Me, that's how a pro plugs oh, right yeah, that's there. A, that's how a, a pro yeah, plugs. I go you know after I mean? Canadians I, in I, that. I didn't see it coming. You yeah. didn't see yeah. it? Yeah. Did you, it's He's amazing. I'm gifted. But, and where did uh, you record that? At the Laugh Factory in Las at Vegas. At the Laugh Factory in Las but Vegas. But the cover photo is taken at Brad Garrett's across the street. <laughs> nice. I play both places. Cover all your bases. I lied. Bob and Tom is only 
my second favorite credit of yours. My favorite credit of yours actually comes in Las Vegas on a little show called Gigolos. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's right. You always talk about that. As Tommy. uh, Yeah. Literally, the first time I met Bob, I couldn't wait to talk to him about uh, Gigolos. Gigolos. You know what I mean? As Tommy knows, I'm a reality show aficionado, right? He loves them all. I love them all. And one of my favorites is Gigolos, a show which follows four uh, gigolos in Las Vegas as they go to their different various dates, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And now you were on this episode. Where well, we what roast was, them. Where you we roast them. Uh, Brace Land, who's uh, the head gigolo because he's 50. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's towards the end uh, for he's, Brace. Yeah, he's it goes by fast, career. by the way. Yeah. yeah, you think you're the cute kid. Now, <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Tommy and I had it all. Yeah. Now, how with the coke destroyer? The coke. It was the coke and the and the closet doing the podcast. Why? How? Tell me why. How real is this show, Bob? How real is the Gigolo show? Are these guys? Are there? You know what? I, I don't pay? know how it's done, but I do know this. I'll, I'll tell you because our, mine was very specific. We just I was there to roast them. We had a couple comedians. We all we met with the Gigolo. Yeah, I have. I have. The, here's the clip of you actually uh, roasting. The first clip of you coming onto the show. For the roast. I think you go first, then I'll go, then Ash. Yeah, sounds good. So with Brace's retirement, I mean, we have to do something. And we've thrown around a few ideas, but we can't just let Brace retire without giving him shit. So we're going to do a roast. Hey, Bob. Hey, man. I mean, I know I left it unlocked, but come on. Well, that's And I saw the bars on the window, so that's a good sign. Now, this is Shama. Shama, and this is Courtney. Hi. Courtney. Nice to meet you. So, I've so you're here now for the roast on Jiggles. You've entered this room full of man prostitutes, right? Yeah, and I'm trying, it's Lexus Park in Las Vegas off right. the Strip. Right. Nice, nice little hotel, not right. a casino. Yeah. I think it's for the Mormons. Yeah. But it's a nice hotel. Now, so did you talk to these fellas at all? Were you like, guys, so you actually have sex with women for money? Did you talk to them at all or no? No, because they don't. That, that's a side deal. Right. The women pay for companionship for a weekend. Yeah. They get like 7500 bucks. And so 7500 bucks? So if something happens, it happens. But that's yeah, not yeah, what they're so, paying yeah, for. They're not, yeah. yeah, you that's know that from your country. Yeah, but, you know. In a country, everyone is, is have a gigolo. Like the government give you a gigolo when, yeah. you're, when you're a kid. <laughs> See yeah, what happens when you have socialized medicine. Everybody has that's gigolos. That's yeah. it, it helps keep rapes down. $7,500? Tommy, you should have moved to Vegas. Why'd you come to Hollywood, man? Um, but, you know, this is what I'm going to say. An overall big picture of every reality yeah. show, it's all staged. It's all staged. In fact, my wife was what? a big fan of The Bachelor. I know. We're and, breaking your heart right <laughs> And she says The reality. Bachelor is so staged now, it's ridiculous. You know, yeah. I was there's a quick clip, of like a, a promo in between Jeopardy for it. And this woman comes in banging a drum. And I'm going, yeah, that's what came the first thing in her mind <laughs> is to walk in on the other two banging a drum. Come um, on. It's all set up. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, it's scripted. Which is fun, you know. Well, this, you're, in your episode, like, kind of the, the meathead gigolo, he didn't want any advice. No, he roast. thought he was funny. Now, was that real? Because I was watching Oh, it, it was, was beyond like, real. I was like, this has to be a this setup. This guy, Fabrizio, he Tommy, has... he was a prick. <laughs> he was like, he <laughs> wanted him name? to fail so but, fucking badly. And this is the thing. We're sitting there with him. And Nick watching. Hawk is his name. Nick, Nick Hawk. Hawk. Yeah. Nick Hawk. We Nick got... Hawk. Hawk. Nick Hawk. Okay. Nick Hawk. Nick Hawk. Yeah, in your Nick. country, it'd be Nick Hawk. Nick Hawk. Anyway. I think here it will be Nick Hawk. I think he's actually a soccer player. Anyway, yeah. he's not a porn star. But uh, 
So Nick, we're trying to. We wrote jokes for him. We're we're, we're interviewing him. He says, "Well, I wrote my own stuff, but I'm not going to tell you because it's just great. It's genius. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic." Yeah. And so we knew the other two of us. We said, uh, "He's just going to yeah. fail." And, and you had like Jerry Bednob and George Wallace George on Wall- with you. Yeah, we had really legit comedians. Right. Know? So he goes up and starts trashing us, saying they're not comedians. I'm a comedian. Yeah. And of course, so he, the whole episode, he's like, "I don't need their help." He's da, bombing. Da, 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 da profusely so after he's done i went up and they didn't keep this in this segment i wish yeah. they would have i said nick on behalf of the audience and the and the crew we want to thank you for the sound check it is it is probably the most uncomfortable worst minute of comedy i've ever seen it wasn't comedy that's the yeah. difference and it's the whole like, thing is you're trying to help him the whole time and he doesn't want it should we listen to this worst minute things, of comedy i actually have it there's two things in this it? town that's soul sucking okay yeah the traffic and open mic night if you're if you're established comedian <laughs> oh, yeah. don't go to an open mic night you yeah. don't you you'll hate yourself in the morning but that's where the only place that Sorry, tommy, tommy runs yeah. into yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the problem is like I, I mean i mean i'm new in town and tommy's kind of yeah it's like they don't give another spot like yeah. you have to go there because if it's not you don't go on stage for a week every well, night that's, of my life that's the problem with starting out in 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 LA, in you know, you, I gotta tell you, a story. I didn't know better than to do that. You, you grew up here, so you didn't really have a choice. No. But really, you see, the best way to do it is these guys start in Chicago or Boston, and then they'll become the yeah, biggest thing there. They'll get press there, no, and then they come here. Is, is look, I'm not discounting spot. open yeah. mic night. I'm saying you need stage time. You yeah. constantly need stage time. You, you get, get it wherever it you here. can. Yeah. I, I did a talent contest in Covina called the Next Time Country Bar, and for ten weeks I lost this talent contest and the yeah. 11th week I won and I went up to, it was the same judges every week I said why did I win because you never gave up oh that's which beautiful. was a great piece of advice I was, that was unexpectedly inspirational yeah yeah that was, <laughs> like was. you looked at Bob looked through the eyes the and goes you never I, give up yeah it was it's like out. you know at the end of a but Rocky speech <laughs> and Mick you get that little stirring in your heart Bob you just inspired me yeah and I love how you weaved in the sp- sports metaphor. That was very nice. I mean, at the beginning of the show, there was a game show that never happened. Oh, the game show's happening. That, that's what we call a tease. You introduced something teasing. at the beginning that's never going to happen. We're going to get to the game show. Okay. We're going to so, get to the game But, you know, I'll give you another quick example. One of the goals I had was to perform in all 50 states before yes. I would turn 51 at 50. I called yeah. it 50 at 50. Yeah. I had four states to go. They were all in the Northeast. I got like two spots where I got paid and two were open mic nights. Right. So I fly out on my own dime to get this this little thing accomplished, yeah, yeah. right? Right, this personal So goal I go to New Hampshire. Someone found me an open mic night. You know, I ran a hotel room. I flew out there. I got the car. I drove up. I, I said, yeah, I'd like to sign up for the open mic night. And the guy looked at me and said, this is a closed open mic night. What the hell does that mean? I know. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Well, my close day, open. That's like, what we call close, an oxymoron. They have those Bob in AA, B, AA, by the way, closed <laughs> meetings. So anyway, I said, well, my name's Bob Zaney, and I was, and he just stopped, and he went, well, yes, you are. You're getting up. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that was a time when someone who, you know, knew, were Tommy, fame kind of paid off. Just tell yeah. people at open mics you're Bob Zaney, and maybe they'll let you up right away, and you <laughs> no, won't have to wait. Not in L.A. <laughs> but uh, but I'm just saying, and no, I'm not. I'm just saying, if you've done this long enough and you kind of know your craft, yeah, it's hard to watch. Yeah, you know? oh, it's yeah. so hard to watch. It's, Let me just play a little bit of this. Here's horrifying. here's Nick Hawk, the man who Bob tried to help. On Jiggy, who looks like Chris Angel on chemo. Everybody, Nick Hawk. That's a good line. 
He does. Be kind. Just to be clear, besides this being something special to me, I'm not one to use another writer's material. I pride myself on being creative, and oh, I know no. these guys much more than the comics do. <laughs> Brace, people come up to me all the time and ask him, is, is he really like that in real life? And I have to say, yeah, he's, he's fucking stupid. It's, it's, it's not an act. Uh, Brace is so old, slow, and blind, he can't chase tail like he used to. So he actually, he gets them before the, the hair does. Um, that was one of my favorites. Guys, get that, you know, when, when you're young, you don't have hair. No. And I, I was going to fuck you for free until you made that rapper joke, by the way. There's a minute that I'm going to miss. It's never, good. it's never good when you have to explain the jokes. Yeah. You know well, what I, mean? I do that. That's one of the funny ones. Yeah. But that's my that's my bit. But when you act. do it, it's part of the bit. Right, when but you it's do funny. It. Yeah, but exactly. that was like pathetically. It was sad. But no one wanted him to succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, so, he sounds like a dick. Oh, know? he's a total, he's he, a total like, douchebag. But people would tune in to watch him. That was because I asked. I said, if he's such a dick, why do you keep him around? Yeah. Because people like tuning in to watch him. So you need a dick in a show. Well, you have a president who's like, <laughs> make a career doing that, you know? like, <laughs> Guys, uh, do you know what time it is? What time is it? It is time for our game this week. Our two competitors today are Bob Zadie and Fabrizio Capano. And the competition will be, are they MLS stars or Mexican porn stars? Mexican porn stars. Now, guys, this is an yeah, honor. He's, doesn't he kind of have an edge just being from Latin America? Well, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, Bob, but Chile I've and Mexico are different places. <laughs> and actually really far from each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You talked about the dialects and the language. Porn <laughs> translates everywhere. Porn translates. Okay? It's like the run It's like the Don't runner. make me the racist here. I'm just saying. Yes. Okay. So here's how this game's work. It's in honor of the fact that the MLS is changing their seedings. Ain't that right, Tommy? They're getting away from the two-leg format and instead changing to Americanized uh, single elimination <laughs> tournament in an effort to connect more with American viewers. Do you think it's a move that will be successful, Tommy? I don't really think so. I think when it comes to soccer, the Europeans kind of have it right. And yeah. uh, most American soccer fans are also fans overseas, and you know what I mean. I mean, we don't like. It is a thing. Like, we don't need. We don't need to like. We don't need America to make soccer <laughs> more exciting. You know, like we don't need America. Why not? You need us for everything, not Tommy. Not really. Like we, the whole world. Like I'm not Tommy, by the way. I and, and yeah, I. Yeah, you just called him Tommy. You know, that's insulting. Oh, Fabrizio. Oh my I'm God. Sorry. <laughs> no. well, uh, well, okay. <laughs> No, I'm saying he that just watched a Who movie marathon. Soccer so has been doing it. well exactly. for many years. I only have 300 years. Twitter followers. I get it. <laughs> Soccer has been doing well for many years without America. Right. Soccer doesn't need America. That's my my, that's my take. <laughs> okay, I think we should uh, revoke. Did you represent Chile speaker. in the world's funniest person contest? No, they didn't call. I know, they they have me in a list, but they didn't call me at the end. I oh, actually really? I represented America in that in the oh. last round of it. So. Oh my god! And well, like, you both can why, represent why are you your countries that, today. No, I'm very impressed by. I it. was one of. The, but the thing was, in America, <laughs> no one gives a shit. No. All these other countries, they were like rallying around these guys. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I knew one of the guys from China, Jinx, very funny kid. Yeah, he has a. He said they don't have any uh, Chinese superheroes. He said. Uh, 
We should have one called uh, Captain China, and he borrows, uh, and Captain America borrows money from him. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. That was funny. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, lost I heard my that joke in Singapore. That's pretty good, Bob. That's pretty good. And so tonight- let's, let's go ahead. Let's find out who the porn stars are and stuff, because i got to get okay. over the hill. Here's how this game is going to work today, contestants. Uh, we have five names on the board, and they are either uh, MLS stars or... Mexican porn stars, okay? So if now if you will take a little bit of time, go through one through five, and number on your papers, one through five, oh. and write down Who's uh, for porn? each one whether it is uh, a porn star or a soccer player, a porn star or a soccer player, Watch. a porn star or a soccer player. The five names are name one, Miguel Almiron. Miguel Almiron. Name two, Jordi El Nino Poya. Jordi El Nino Poya. Number three, Kaka. Number four, Tony Rabas. Or number five, Nacho Vidal. Okay. Does the MLS have a chance to <laughs> okay, become <I'm> successful? <laughs> Do we have to turn this in? And more than Social Security for Can other Can I players. just look at the board? What's that? <laughs> we really need this. I know. Yeah. We're turning this in. Okay, time is up, our contestants. It is time to reveal our answers. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to get one point for each. All right. And the winner will donate $5 to the Sierra Club. The Sierra Club, everybody. I don't want to donate anything. Okay. Our My first high school name. football was part of the uh, Sierra League. Oh, really? Yeah. So nice. I have a connection. Our first name, Miguel Almiron. Is he a... Uh, MLS star or a Mexican porn star? Bob, what was your answer? Uh, he's a ML- soccer star. Soccer star for Bob and Fabrizio? I say both. He. You no, say I, he's, I, no, he's a soccer star who is a <laughs> porn star. star. We will allow it. I, th- I think I say soccer. I think I say soccer, soccer star. And Miguel Almiron, dig, 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 is a soccer star born February 1994. <laughs> A Paraguayan footballer who plays midfielder for Atlanta United. You know what that was, what that means? We are tied one one. Woo! Going into the second round, one one. The excitement's building. Tommy, can you hear the crowd? Hear the crowd, Tommy. Oh man, it's deafening out it's here. It's deafening in the here, Tommy. It's deafening here. Can I just say something? I can see why you're out there now. <laughs> Number two, Jordi El Nino Pollo. This is, is so he, easy. This is so easy. Is he a it's soccer star? El Nino Pollo. Is he a, is he soccer or a Mexican sports star? Do you see the advantage, my my competition has? <laughs> I know that huh? it's the child chicken. <laughs> but uh, but polla means something different in Spain. Oh, it does. Well, first of all, this is well. Well, do your thing, and then I explain you something about <laughs> this. <laughs> and what it's, is what is it's it? It's the child, right? El Nino. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, the polla kid. It's like oh. the polla kid. For formality's sake, we will need an answer, Fabrizio. Okay, I'll okay. say uh, he's a porn star. He is a porn star. You have for Fabrizio and Bob. What's your answer? I just don't think a kid would be a porn star. That's the thing. I'm using logic Maybe I here. try to double shift on you guys. You know what I mean? But if he bills himself as a porn star with that name. What did you write down on your official children answer? children porn. Scene? I said soccer star. You said soccer star. Uh, Jordi El Nino Poya is a porn star. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Points to Fabrizio. Let me, let me be a side note. Let me, read his, let me read his bio <laughs> real no, quick. No, it's not Polo. Polo. Poile. It's Poya. Yeah, but what does that mean? It's, it's Dick. 
It's a dick. It's oh, a dick. Little okay, Spain. I was going with chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's also chicken. Little it chicken. Is. The little child it's chicken. Also, this is the thing. His name is... The child like, dick? That's a porn Can, 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 can I <laughs> explain this for a second? Yeah. Uh, this guy is from Spain. He's not from Mexico. Uh, he's from Spain. And it's, polla means dick in in Spain. Just in Spain. We're not the in most the ethnically the sensitive game show. Okay. In the rest of the world, polla. Well, he's actually yeah. educated. Yes, us. go ahead. I'm very please. educated, man. Yeah. And and I think polla in the rest of the world means chicken. And you're right. A niño, like this is the thing. It's not like a, a, a child in, in South America. A niño can be like a, you know, like a teenager. Or, or even older. It's still yeah. like it's actually a niño. weather system. Oh, yeah. This is a problem. El Niño. Yeah, yeah. It was a big, it's a weather it's, system. It was, it was a big... Yeah, yeah it was a big causes thing. a lot of wetness. Jordi El Niño Poya is a um, porn star. And according to his bio, Jordi El Niño Poya is a raunchy little scoundrel who fools everyone with his innocent guy next door look. But behind that mischievous smile is the knowledge that his cock rivals some of the biggest and best with the world. A skinny guy with a fat dick, Jordi El Niño. Nino Poya, ladies and gentlemen. You know, El Gordo, Coco, <laughs> the Gordo Coco. Uh, uh, you have to check his YouTube channel. Yeah, check his YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. And he have like adventures sites like beside the porn world. Yes. Are, are so great. did the conquistadors also conquer Chile? The the conquistador? Yeah. Did they? Spain? Yeah. 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 Right. yeah they conquered yeah. all of South America. They conquer all of South America. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Beside like uh, the Guayanas, they're like this. Uh, they were conquered by France. But they couldn't conquer Jordi El Nino Poya. <laughs> oh yeah, it's impossible to Ga- conquer. Guyana? What is it? Guyana. <laughs> French oh, Guiana. Oh, okay. That's right. We're learning so much. The score at the end of two rounds is 2-1 with Fabrizio Capano in the lead. How do you feel at the end of two rounds, Bob? I feel like I can't wait to the third round. (laughs) (laughs) It is time for our third round, Tommy. And our next uh, name on the list is Kaka. Is this a porn star or a soccer star? Why don't you lead the proceedings, Bob? Well, you know, it it almost seems like that would be like a a really uh, catchy soccer name. So I am going to go with the fact that because uh, Kaha shows his El Nino Polo. Right. <laughs> we have soccer. Bob soccer. locking in. Are we locked in on soccer star Bob? Yes. Don't doubt me. Okay. Soccer. I don't care if I'm wrong. For Bob. I'm not winning shit. <laughs> and Fabrizio. Soccer. He is a soccer player. He is a soccer That is correct. Kaka is the legendary ding, 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 a soccer player who moved to the MLS uh, in his semi-retirement to By play the way, for no Orlando Pele. City SC. This guy's from Brazil? Yeah. Caca. He's from Brazil. He won from the Ballon d'Or, too. Re- yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. AC Milan. You know, like, because also, caca means shit in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, caca means shit in Spanish. Yeah. It does. So people make fun of, like, ha, ha, caca. Yeah. Fucking I was in Haiti for that World Cup, <laughs> and everyone just laughed because they called him shithead, shithead, oh, shit. head. Yes. You know, when I was a kid, my dad would say caca because he knew it was shit, but it's a nicer way of saying shit, shit yeah. in America. Oh, your father would say caca as well. Yes. Well, look at that. A little personal touch on today's game show we at the end of three rounds, like, and it's three yeah, to two. My dad also say caca. Oh, there you go. See, there the world go. is so much smaller Roberto. than we thought, Bob. Roberto. Look That's at brown people, I'm junior, white people. Senior. 
I love it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's almost bad. You guys have to compete against each other today. It's not but fair. the competition is fierce. It is heated in here. Can you feel the tension in the room, Tommy? Oh man, the Thanks, fans Tommy. are really Appreciate heating that. up out All here. Right, number four. <laughs> number four, <laughs> Tony Ribas. Babo, is he a porn star or a soccer player? I thought he was a motivational speaker. Tony Ribas. <laughs> okay, put one down for motivational well, speaker. I'll go motivational speaker. <laughs> motivational in, speaker in, uh, for Bob. In Espanol. In Espanol and motivacional. Uh, uh, I think he's a soccer player. I'm not sure. He thinks he's a soccer player. He is indeed a porn star. <laughs> Porn's Latin bad boy, Tony Rabas, has a personality as big as his rock hard cock. That is Tony Rabas, ladies and Who's gentlemen. Who's writing this? Who's writing yes. like his personality is as big as his These cock. are all bios that are online. They have like these trading card bios for these porn stars. They're amazing. So but I, we are I technically get... got that right because we... I didn't go with soccer stars. And I think you're right. We're checking with the judges. With joke. We're checking with the judges. Tommy. Well, We'll we, give it we to him. We'll give we it ding, to ding, him. ding. We are giving it to them. Also, it like, is tied three, three. Kind of a motivational speaker in yeah. a way. It is yeah. a certain way. Yes. Harder, faster, more, yeah. more, right? He motivates me every day. Tommy, can you believe this excitement at underlay, the end? Underlay. It's all tied up it's going three, into the final question. Three. I don't know, man. I don't the know. final question. Are you guys feeling tense in this moment? Are you ready? Are you nervous, Bob? I want to yeah, talk. I don't know if I can do this. I can see the tension on Bob's Is face. Is there any way I can leave for a while and come back tomorrow <laughs> for this podcast? It's our final. The nerves are getting to me, man. <laughs> it's our final round and our last name on the board. This is for all the marbles. For $5 to be donated to the United <laughs> Negro College Fund. Are you guys ready? The last name of the board. I'm offended by that name, by the way. I wouldn't. I would, United African American College Fund. For the United African American College. Nacho Vidal. Fabrizio Capano. Can for I, the can, win. Do you mind if I dissect this oh, real yeah, quick? Go, sure. dissect. I, I know who Nacho Vidal is. He's, Walk us through your process. Well, this is my process. Uh, Nacho Vidal is a guy who will cut your hair while eating tortilla chips. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is I one, Nacho Vidal. I remember that guy. So are you going for a hairdressing? No, no, no. Restaurant? I don't. I, I would, you know what? I, I would say Nacho's a soccer player. Because, a soccer player? Yeah. Vidal, Dialed in, Bob? That's a wasted name for a soccer star. Player. Nacho sounds like a and is that is that a slang name or is it's that Ignacio. a given name? It's, a, it's no, it's a slang name for Ignacio. If you call Ignacio, you call Nacho. Oh, you call Nacho? Okay. Yeah. And like Fabrizio, so what you do you think? Something. Soccer star or porn star? I know this guy. Sadly, I'm a huge fan of pornography, and I know this guy <laughs> is a porn star. He's a legend, by the way. I love it. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Fabrizio is right. There's a reason why Nacho Vidal is an AVN seven-time award winner and Hall of Famer. The 6'2 powerhouse has unstoppable energy and that special brand of fiery passion gifted to those hailing from Spain. Everybody give a round of applause to our contestants today. Tommy, tell Fabrizio what he's won. Uh, well, <laughs> can you bring this me a is, coffee? This is actually, can I just point something out yes. just for the listeners so they can learn about comedy and, sure. and, and broadcasting in general? Right. This was your moment and you just blew it. Oh, man. Anyway, there you go. Exactly. I had to say that because you could have ad libbed something really Yeah, he, he had the chance to ad lib right there. And you're he nervous wasn't ready. Because you're not allowed in the big room just yet. <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have to stop going to UCB and all these classes are not working. And, and Fabrizio, he's never going to get in the big room if he doesn't just show some balls once in a while. You have those no hutch, Bob. Those jeans are tight enough. I can see his balls from over here, Bob. Of course you do. That's why you hired him as your producer yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm
Bob, would you like to sit in for some sports news as we end the show? Well, uh, I would love to, but God, look at the time. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get over the hill. I want to bring Tommy in. Bring, let's bring and Tommy. I'm bring to- Tommy, come Tommy, on come on in. Tommy, come on in. Take over my He's spot. About to do it. Bring Tommy. Thank you, cross. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the great Bob Zaney. Everybody. Can I just say what a big star I am? I'm leaving now. Okay, yeah, I'm you going leave. Yeah, yeah, Fabrizio, you leave. You know, he's, he's still... Well, let's, let's ask Bob our quick... Before, Bob, you leave, let's ask him our life question of the week. Tommy, what is our life question of the week? Real quick for Bob. What is the life question of the week? Bob Zaney, this is wherein we ask a life question of the week for you, Bob Zaney, and to answer it so we can be a little enlightened with more knowledge. Tommy Wakefield, hit him now with your life question of the week. Is there life on other planets? And if there is, uh, how does that change how you feel about life on Earth? Wow. You know, I don't know how many times I get asked that, especially <laughs> when I'm at the Dollar Tree waiting in line because <laughs> there's only one cashier. Um, it, it, there obviously has to be. There's a thing called the Drake Equation, which oh. says there's life on other planets. So, yes, and it doesn't change anything. Of course there is. They found water on Mars. <laughs> Water is is the uh, component of life. Do you think it should impact people's belief in God if there no, is alien life? No, I think life? God could. God is God. God is right here in your heart. It's not a building. It's not some people telling you what to do. It's your choice. God, there's there's wow. Bob Zadie being inspirational wow. again. I feel the stirring in my heart. Everybody, can, give a round I, of applause. Can I give you my little inspiration for the comedians please. that may listen to this? Yeah, story? please, please. Remember do. one thing: in this business called show, a lot of rejection happens. But it's over when you say it's over, not somebody else. Okay? So don't you listen to what they have to say. You take it with a grain of salt. But if you choose to have it over, then it's over. But don't let someone tell you that you can't do what you want to do. There you go, Tommy. That's there beautiful. you go for everybody. I love it. Bob saying you came the, in, look, you wait, crushed wait, wait it. A look at the, you said it all. The time. You said it all. <laughs> That's my dog, Frankie, by the way, on the webcam. Look at that beautiful dog. That's, Franz, dog-o. that's Frankie, uh, Francis J. Freckleman. <laughs> a rescue dog, rescue your animals. And I know that's big in Chile. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then it's the only them. thing we do. Anyway, the point is <laughs> the, whole, the full economy is based on rescuing right. animals. Rescuing animals. We have, everyone have a gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> rescue, rescue, rescue animals. That's that's our country. This I is, gotta get to Chile. Can I give you an inspirational moment? Sure. Uh-huh. He rolls with the punches. Yeah. He doesn't get a hurt and upset that you know maybe I should go back to North Carolina. Look, I want you to learn <laughs> that. that what I he can't to? go back to Indiana. Do you understand? They won't take they me now. They won't take him there. They won't. Okay? Those borders are Even closed, man. No, those borders are closed. They now. won't let me back in. Now. Illinois, they'll, they'll welcome you with open arms. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Zaney, I will welcome you with open arms <laughs> anytime you, you want. On the web, Thank you Bob, for coming. BobZaney.com. BobZaney.com. And hopefully soon we'll I'm find your next. podcast. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody give Bob a round of applause. <laughs> you crushed it. The great Bob Zaney. Thank you for coming what and a, visiting what a Fanatics. Joy. Thank you, camera off to the side. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. I don't know if Bob. I could have done it without you. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. I'll see you this weekend. Bye. I'll take it. The great Bob Zadie now exiting, wearing all black. What do you got? A funeral to go to, Bob? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put you guys in touch. Yes, we'll talk. We'll get them out to Long Beach. It's the farm club. That's what. It, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Let's replace Bob with uh, skinny jeans, Tommy. Here, and we'll do some news for Breezy. How's everything going? That was interesting having Bob in. Have you met Bob? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I never met him. 
Alabab, that is a professional, yeah. professional comedian right there, man. Like, finally. Finally. We always have, like, no, non-professional comedians. We always have non-pros. <laughs> we finally got a pro in here. You know what I'm saying? It was time. It was time. Dude, I can't. I want to be. I can't, I love doing the game show voice. I think I found my call. I think calling. you're ready. I think, you're I, think I want to just. I think I would be a great game show host. I love game shows. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Um, by the way, do you see? The Look at Tommy's hair, Tommy. Welcome to the room, Tommy. Tommy big event Wakefield, tonight. Our producer, shithead Tommy. <laughs> I mean, What's your big event tonight, Tommy? Oh, nothing. Just in the holiday party tonight. I don't. Oh, the Laugh Factory holiday the party is, is tonight. They, I hear they used to I got be. His car. <laughs> I hear they used to be more fun in terms of like people would be in here all night until like three or four in the morning, like hooking up all over the building, all over the place. Now oh it's like God. very sanitary. It's like a fucking yeah. networking event. Yeah, played, yeah, exactly. Your generation ruined everything, Tommy. Everything. It's, it's the technology. It's How are you doing, Tommy? Uh, I'm doing great. Are Good we ready for some here. news? Can we get some news intro, please? Music. Hit that news music, Tommy, please. It is sports news. Let's do it, Tommy. Let's get to our first story. Zhao Kim Noah. By the way, did you enjoy that game? I thought that game was fun. The game of the porn stars? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. I mean, kind of it was a little bit too easy for me. Yeah. You know. Well, you did have a bit of an unfair because, advantage. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot about soccer. I know a lot about porn. So yeah. it was like... <laughs> well, this one for sure I thought was the little child penis. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So this one you could go both ways. The little child cock, the little child penis, you know? And then I thought... Nacho Vidal was also a very confusing and good one. I put way too much more yeah, thought in this than I should have. He's super famous. Well, he's also a famous uh, polo player. Really? I think there's a famous polo player named Nacho. Mm. Yeah. Arsenal so. has a player named Nacho. Yeah, more Nacho. We're playing right now, think. actually. Uh, then the, you would think. like other Vidal. That is like Arturo Vidal. He's yeah. also like a big... And then yeah. there's Gore Vidal, of yeah. course. All right, anyways. Doesn't he play for Juventus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Boom. No. Let's do this. Joe right. Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah revealed the reason why his stint with the New York Knicks was such a colossal failure. Apparently, he's too lit to play in New York City. <laughs> I can look back at it and say I was ready for New York City, but I wasn't. Noah said, not just the pressure. I remember after the first game, I had 60 people in my house. I'm too lit to play in New York City. Memphis is perfect for me. Are you too lit to play in New York City? Tommy, I know you're too lit to play in New York City, man. I don't know. I think New York being 23 and like having all the money and resources in the world, I probably would have killed myself. Dangerous. You're all dead. You know, you know what I mean? I would have killed myself. Yeah. But I like Joe Kim Noah. You know, I think it's cool. I was thinking about this uh, in the same... Uh, like if you're really rich in New York, you're still yeah. like stuck in traffic and in the same subway and like in the same shitty <laughs> services of everyone. Exactly. It's not like that different. Well, like, that's be, that's be why okay to super rich, <laughs> you know, like it's not a well. Big... That's that's kind of why Elon Musk is crazy because he had that and his ego was enough to say not nah, accept that, you know. Yeah. Which is what the whole boring company is about: is digging tunnels under Los Angeles I, I was just watching, to get around traffic because he hates movie, traffic. Like this video of the hole, like the hole he made, on like on the, the the boring company. Yeah. I was like, man, that's not smart. You have to make a lot of holes, and it's gonna be a lot of traffic in those holes. For sure, it's gonna be like a ton of traffic in those holes. But that's what a subway system is. That's all subway is. This is just so you don't actually drive in it. What it 
it does is you you drive your car there and then goes like you know if you do an automatic when you do an automatic car wash yeah, yeah, yeah how you lock in and the wheels automatically drive you yeah. it's like that except for you know at 60 miles or 70 miles per hour so that way they can regulate the flow of the traffic and it's not like up to just humans driving or whatever i think it's, it's a bad idea because how i'm gonna see like the ray donovan's billboards <laughs> you know like <laughs> if i'm under the ground oh they'll find they'll find ways to have they'll find ways to ray donovan will find you, you know okay I mean? if, they, if they can put the ray donovan billboards i'm in yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray Donovan billboards for sure. The other thing uh, this week, while we're on it, uh, Virgin Galactic had their first flight. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, their first actual kind of well, – like, not, not their first one, but they had an incident where someone like uh, – they died. had a test pilot who died because of pilot error. You know, so Virgin Galactic, they say, is going to start uh, accepting flights, private flights pretty soon. Trying to go to space. But, dude, I think that's antiquated going to space. It's antiquated technology. There are people – there, I think SpaceX and uh, Bezos's company Blue Origin are way beyond the technology. Like, like, but they're gonna uh, be cheaper. Yeah, it's gonna be cheaper. It's gonna be like Southwest for space. <laughs> it's spirit. It's like <laughs> more like Spirit Airlines. Yeah, you know because yeah. the technology it's it, the it, it's like uh, connected to a giant seven forty seven the ship, and then uh, they fly it up to upper altitude. And but it, you don't get a carry on. It drops the ship, and then the booster points down, and it just it goes up like that. And, you know, uh, the last time that they did it, the pilot pressed the wrong button and the entire thing, like, fucking blew up. I'm pressed like, the wrong button? Yeah. It's, like, way press. too much human error allowed in that. Fuck that. I'm like Fuck Dustin that. Hoffman in Rain Man. I'm just flying Qantas, baby. You know what I mean? I don't want to be on that. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay to be, like, on Earth. I think it's fine. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm going to space, baby. I'm going to space. But on the you know what Letterman used to do for uh, the New York City traffic problem? Is he would wake up at... Uh, at three or four in the morning and he would drive from his house or whatever commute and he'd go into the studio the theater you know where he had his private you know infamous famous or infamous little apartment there and then he'd (laughs) go there and then he'd 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 finish taking his nap there and he'd drive at three or four in the fucking morning yeah Yeah. because i mean once again like you're super rich in new york you're still like using this shitty subway and like the same helicopters choppers baby there are not that many choppers, baby. Work. There's choppers. like three levels of wealth in New York. There's roommates, no roommates, boring your own holes under the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Tommy's white privilege. There's actually a, a one Wait, below Tommy's that white? called homelessness, Tommy. <laughs> and if you weren't so privileged, you would know that that possibility oh! exists, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's true. white? Tommy, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Fabrizio. I don't consider himself white. Let's go to the... My dad's Canadian, okay? He's an immigrant. Let's go to the... Okay. <laughs> next. Let's skip down just to the bad owner story. <clears throat> okay. Bad owners. After Robert Sarver threatened to move to the Phoenix Suns... After Robert Sarver threatened to move the Phoenix Suns to Las Vegas... Or Seattle, 90-year-old Greta Roberts took the owner to task in a savage takedown at the Phoenix City Council. Yeah, this is pretty great. I love when old people just, like, don't give a fuck anymore, but they do it in, like, such a polite way. So, like, Robert Sarver is one of the shitty owners in the world, you know? He threatens to move the team, and this is this lady's response. Mr. Sarver has done nothing to improve this team. In the 14 years he's owned it, he's never funded or bought, paid for two or three key players, which make any sports team, professional sports team, 
successful or on the road to success. He's so tight, he squeaks when he walks. Oh! Wow. And you have been negotiating with this kind of person? Shame on each and all of you. <laughs> and upon you, Ed, I thought your principles were higher and better than this. We are not in the business of paying taxes to support private enterprise, and, and especially not an entertainment enterprise. They can support themselves or fail on their own lack of diligence. Sad. Dude, grandma's got bars. That's yeah. like the old white lady version of hit him up. You know what I mean? Old lack of diligence. My fall fall makes sure all y'all kids don't grow. Like that's the thing <laughs> that sucks in sports. You can have a bad coach. You can have a bad GM and you can get rid of them. But if you have a bad owner, you're just fucking yeah, stuck with forever. it. You just have to take it. You know what I mean? But how do you feel about public financing of stadiums? Yeah. I don't know. I think the fuse. I don't even know. What well, that's to say the thing. Like now, now you know, it used to be the stadiums used to be built privately, uh -huh. and now basically, the way it's gone is you're not going to get the, the owners expect now for there to be public financing for stadiums because it's become such a norm. So it's become something that taxpayers are paying for, and you're seeing certain cities where they're actually putting it up for the vote for the citizens' vote, and they vote against it, which is what happened in San Diego. And teams will move to where they can get public financing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it kind of sucks. Like like public citizens shouldn't be paying for it, but I would rather pay for it than like lose the Colts the or the Pacers. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. And also like, I mean, corruption, again, if it means keeping the team, it's, it's a, it's a building a, a stadium. That's good for the economy of the city. Also, you know, it like, can be, but then you see like the Olympics, like every one of those, every one of those, uh, in the Olympics, every one of those cities becomes nearly bankrupt. Yeah, you know? and like because they build like ten stadiums in a month. Yeah, you know, like and who's ever gonna use like a like a swim? Uh, yeah, like <laughs> stadium. Aqualuge. Aqualuge in equestrian Brazil. Yeah, on January of next year, you know, like no one obviously. This was my idea for um, this was my idea for the Olympics. How okay. to make it profitable? You should just keep like seven or ten cities in rotation. And add one like every century or whatever. You know what I mean? So you went to Brazil in 2008. They should have it again in 2028. Yeah, you so those, the structure again. Use those facilities again. Why would you use that one time? You that's, know? That's, or maybe like I think the Olympics should be like Burning Man. How so? <laughs> you know, like, just, like they build everything and then burn it down. <laughs> I love that. That's you a know? better idea. And Let's they, do they, that. You know, they already have the fire from the, you know, what's the name of this? The Olympic uh, flame torch. or torch. Yeah, they already have it. So it's like, just like, <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah. That's All like wooden stadiums. The natural evolution or de-evolution of society will just be when burning man and the olympics just merge just you know merge. what i mean yeah it's like okay let's do this in some kind of like post-apocalyptic mad max type of Scenario. dystopian future I right it's gonna happen where robert sarver still owns the phoenix suns <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was my theory of the week my other theory of the week is uh theory of the week music Oh, that one was kind of weird. Egyptian influence no, on that one. It started like really like. Ba -da -ba -ba. Yeah, it kind ba -da 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 -da. sensual. Yeah. <laughs> That's just that I think that in football you should use two or three quarterbacks, or maybe every player except for the offensive line should be a quarterback. You know what I mean? Think okay. about if every player was a quarterback, the possibilities that you could unfold. <laughs> and they're already kind of starting to do this, like Taysom Hill. 
you know, that they're using in New Orleans. And, like, there's been a little bit of experimenting with something like this. <laughs> but I think if you had two quarterbacks, you could completely change how the game is played. Wow. Two quarterbacks. Can you imagine they both line up this way? You don't know where they're going to snap. You can reverse the other side of the field. You know what I mean? Some you can throw it down. Shit. Yeah, that and I do more rugby plays. I do a lot more pitches, yeah. a lot more hook and ladders. I would completely change the game. Let me run your movie <laughs> studios. Let me run your NFL offenses. And let me run what else? Uh, the public system. Let me run your public school systems. Yeah. Let me run all of those things. What don't you want to run? Is there anything? Um, Is there anything that's being run well? Uh, the guy who's running Domino's is killing the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's doing great. He knows he should be president. Whoever is CEO of Domino's should be president. <laughs> oh, my God. I get the $6 pasta there. It is amazing. And it's $6. It is the best. Please Shout sponsor out Domino's. us. Please sponsor us. Okay. <laughs> please, please sponsor us. Yeah, so like, we can we get need, better mics that need, don't collapse in my head. <laughs> we need the money more than ever. We need it more than ever. Should we finish our question? What was the question of the week? We'll, we'll finish on that. What was the question of the uh, week? Life on other planets. How does it change your thoughts and feelings about I'll living let, here on let Earth? Breezy, I'll take it first. First of all, um, I believe there's no life in other planets. I know really? people don't say this very often, but I think this is the only life You're such ever a contrary. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else. It's just this. This is the only planet with life. I know the universe is huge and like... I don't care. It's empty. It's just empty. <laughs> it's a lot of things, but like just empty. And uh, the I, typical anarchist, uh, you know, kid. desolate, you know, like view, a, existential view of the future. You're also wearing all black today, too, I'm, man. Yeah, I'm the catching the ride today. You uh, are outfit. So the universe is a cold, desolate, uncaring place without another soul to even recognize the misery in which you exist. But in the in the scenario that Tommy is, uh, it's it's asking right here. Yeah, if if there's like there's obviously like it will change everything uh, of of life, like the perspective of life, mostly because and I think it will be good, like the world see itself like one country in a way. Yeah. You know? So we'll be like globalist. I like globalism because we'll be like fighting against other planets instead yeah. of like fighting to each other. That's a yeah. euphemism for like if you want to say bad things about Jews and you're like in Global the Trump yeah, administration, yeah, like, you don't Soros. say you don't say Jew, you say globalist. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It's like these like, oh my Soros god, he's friends. such a globalist, fucking globalist over there. You know those globalists. You've seen the documentaries. Globalism. You can't <laughs> you stop progress, man. Well, that's very interesting. I'll p I want to pick up on a, a thread yeah. of that before we end it. And that's so you don't think there's any other life in the universe. So that to me has profound implications. Yeah. And that can only lead to two possibilities. If there is three possibilities. If there is no other life currently in the universe you're saying that either life has not uh become Developed complex en complex enough to develop okay there's only three possible outcomes that is one number two is god you know that god is real and this is the only place where there's life and the third the, big the third is that it's uh <laughs> it's a it's just a simulation and if you're running a simulation and it's just an ancestor simulation trying to figure out life on one planet why would you why would you, you know, run? Why would you waste processing speed running? But there's, there's a fourth uh, possibility. That I, I don't see it. What else be, is a fourth? Used to be life, you know, the planet, and just die. Yeah, that ties into number one. Yeah. yeah, as Neil deGrasse Tyson says, the universe is riddled with a graveyard of one planet civilizations, which is why it's all the more important. We got to go to Mars, motherfucker, my man Elon Musk. 
Uh, let's and build Work some tunnels over there. Doing tunnels. <laughs> the tunnels are going to be important. You'll see. You think? I don't want to yeah. live on Mars. Mars. Go to go to Dodgers games now, and then go to a Dodgers game in like 2025 on one of the tunnels, and then You'll then be talk like, to okay. me. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I, you don't want to live on Mars. That's one the Ray dumbest thing. Why wouldn't you want to live on Mars? Earth is great. Mars is just too that's sandy. Like, I don't even like that's the beach like that much. If you were born in Asheville, Kentucky, and you're like, I really like Asheville, Kentucky. Why would I want to leave Asheville, <laughs> Kentucky to go anywhere other than Asheville? Asheville, Kentucky's got all I need. It's got, you know. I will have to check Mars. There's no trees. And come back. <laughs> That's why we got to put trees there. The spirit like, of adventure, Tommy, I, I, is what will propel the human race forward. I saw the Grand Canyon, and I was like, all right, I, I think I get it. It's this type of <laughs> illiberal anti-wonder attitude that will lead <laughs> to the end of this species. Look up. I, I, I think it's cool. For all the Fanatics listeners, let's end up on this. As Bob was being <laughs> inspirational. Tonight, look up at the sky, right? And just wonder. Just wonder. Right? And think somewhere in the world, Cristiano Ronaldo is doing the same. Wow. Right? With Kaka. The With same Kaka. moon. <laughs> and somewhere else, Jordi El Nino Poya. La misma luna. <laughs> doing what he was meant to do on this earth. Guys. That's a great movie, by the way. I know. I've seen it. It's one of my favorite movies. Thank you, Bob Zaney. Thank you, Fabrizio Capano. Thank you, Shihid Tommy. It's been a fun <laughs> week. Um, we have one more episode this this year, Tommy. Are we doing another episode this year or not? Um, hard to. We'll talk about it. Okay, we'll talk. About <laughs> it. Either way, next episode will be a summary of the fun sports stories of the 2018. Everyone, be safe. Enjoy well, your holidays. The year is over. The year is almost over. Yeah, almost over. Thanks, everybody. Happy Christmas. See you next week or whenever War it is. War is over if you want it. Merry War is holidays. Over if Happy you want Christmas. It. Thank you. Hari Krishna. Bye. Bye.